Welcome to the Just Thinking Podcast with hosts Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, bringing you cultural apologetics as well as social issues from a biblical worldview. This is the Just Thinking Podcast. Let's think. Hey, this is a special edition of uh, Just Thinking. This is not kind of what we normally do and the way that we do it. It's a little bit different this time. We want to start out by, by putting that caveat here. But just for those who may be joining and this is your first time listening to uh, Just Thinking or reaching out and, and connecting with us, I just want to start by saying I am Virgil Walker. And I'm Daryl Harrison. What's going on, Virg? And not much, man. I, I, uh, the, the, the nature of us getting together in this context is, is really, really unique. We normally uh, take the time to really unpack a lot of ground, cover a lot of ground with regard to the subjects that we cover. But, um, man, in, in light of what's going on currently uh, in the culture with the advent of, of George, Mr. George Floyd, uh, whose life uh, was taken from him, uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with all that's happening around that with regard to folks rioting in the streets and, and just the issues that surround that. Some are protesting, others are rioting. Uh, and we're seeing that now transfer not only in from Minneapolis, Minnesota, but around the country and major cities. And even here where I am in Omaha, we're starting to see uh, folks protest and, and those protests turning into uh, something much more dangerous uh, by way of, of riots. I thought it would be good and just to circle back with you and see what kinds of things that we want to put around this and just really have a, a, a conversation, if you will, uh, around how we should be viewing what's taken, how we should navigate this biblically and maybe provide some uh, just some context for for think through as as we're as we're, we're walking through these waters. None, none of what we're experiencing right now in this way is new. Uh, this is something old. Uh, this is something we see time and time again. But I do think th- just the nature of the magnitude of where we are, uh, it bears us taking time, pausing and really thinking through uh, and reflecting on it. Anything, man, that you, you want to add to that or things that you want to say to kind of tee up our conversation? Yeah, thanks. First. Let me just give some more uh, background on this episode that sure. we're doing right here, because as you alluded to earlier, this is not, quote unquote, an official just thinking podcast episode. As a matter of fact, Verge, you and I just what maybe two or three hours ago uh, were on right. the phone with each other and just decided to do this just a little bit while ago. So we're recording this on Saturday, May thirtieth, twenty twenty. Saturday, May thirtieth, twenty twenty. So as Virgil said, this is not uh, this episode is not the normal uh, product that we would uh, you know take our time and. Uh, and and plan for uh i'm not working off of any notes at all so we're, we're kind of right. calling this a freestyle episode for that reason right. we're just two brothers having a conversation uh about yeah. this no yeah. notes whatsoever so this is not mm-hmm. the structured sort of organized sort of um uh packaged if you will episode that we would normally do as a matter of fact i was already right. uh, both of us are already focused on the next episode that we're planning to do. Okay. So this is an unplanned episode, but the ep- next episode we were planning to do, is going to be on the topic of assurance of salvation. And we're, we're, we're obviously uh, still planning to produce that episode, Lord willing, but yeah. this is somewhat of yeah. a detour from that, uh, given as Virgil said, events that are continuing to unfold 
around the country in major urban areas uh, in response to the death of Mr. George Floyd in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, just uh, not very long ago at all, just a few days ago um, Mm -hmm. at the hands of a uh, police officer there. And uh, Virgil, I like what you said earlier that uh, at the core of all this, this is nothing new that we're dealing with here. No. Uh, No, what No. What we're dealing with here is as old as humanity. Okay, and uh, uh, I don't know about you, Verge, but uh, however much time we spend talking about this as we sit behind the microphones today, however much time we spend talking about this. What I I, want to direct my comments to the church. Yeah, I get that. And and how how believers should be responding, responding. how how people who claim the name of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. should be responding. Mm-hmm. Incidents like this. So I'm not speaking. I'm speaking to that narrow uh, uh, group of listeners. Right yeah. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm not speaking to the world. Okay. I'm not right. speaking to unbelievers. Right. Okay. I would expect unbelievers to do exactly what unbelievers are doing. Right. Right. Uh, I would expect exactly what they're doing. Uh, right. uh, looting. Burning down businesses. Uh, destroying people's property, mm-hmm. consequently putting people out of work as if the situation mm-hmm. economically in this nation weren't challenging enough already for millions of people yeah. as a result of yeah. the uh, coronavirus quarantine. Now we have mm-hmm. this in response yeah. to the, uh, not just the death of uh, Mr. George Floyd, but the way mm-hmm. in which Mr. George F- Floyd died. And at whose hand Mr. George Floyd lost his life. Go ahead, man. Right. Daryl, I want to take you back a little bit because uh, I remember when this thing unfolded earlier in the week. And uh, I I remember, you know, kind of calling you and just taking a temperature gauge uh, of, you know, where where I know this thing is unfolding. We had just come off of the uh, Ahmad. in and uh, in Georgia, and uh, you know, where were two two men who had had guns, uh, you know, drove down the drove down the the, the the street, tried to stop him, and and then he he, he loses his life as a result. Uh, I remember you had written a piece about about that related to justice, and uh, I, I mean, we we had just I mean barely come off of that as a as a high point with regard to the news cycle. And right. uh, and then this thing happens, and and uh, I remember calling you just thinking, "Hey, what are your thoughts? I know this thing's tuning up again," and and your response and my response really kind of reflected where we were with regard not not to say that we were uh, both of us. Let me say it this way: both of us horrified by what we saw in video, by what we were hearing, but both of us also. From a standpoint of, of it, for myself, from a standpoint of where I was emotionally, uh, with with regard to how the media had had framed this whole thing, uh, black man, white police officer. Here's what you know with with the, with the subheading. This is kind of what you expect in in a in a country like ours, based upon a, a white a white police officer and a black man. I, I was just tired. I, I really was just emotionally tired of addressing that particular narrative. Cause to the point you made earlier, the point I made earlier, 
this is not anything new. And uh, this is not something that that really where we should be sitting out rehashing, rehashing, rehashing. Uh, again, not that not that the man's life doesn't deserve consideration. It absolutely does. And I think you and I agree about that. But just from a standpoint of talking about the subject matter uh, and, and covering this ground over and over and over again, we're just kind of tired. And, and our thought was, let's back away from that. And a lot of time, and you all, you always rightly talk about this, allow time for folks to, A, get all facts, B, to, to have time to grieve over what took place, uh, have time to, to, to think through it apart from emotion, and then really give a biblical response. Um, we, we were at the point where, where they were really based upon the elevated uh, nature, the folks that are really angst-filled about this, um, really asking you and I, are you guys going to talk about this? Yeah. You know, and uh, and then me circling back with you saying, bro, what do you what do you think? You think we should? And and and, and again, you kind of come back being, man, we haven't we covered this ground before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but 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 ult- but but ultimately you saying, hey, let's let's do this in a way that we just, you know, let's just talk th- through it about it rather than preparing an entire, you know, what we do when we put to put together a, a just thinking podcast. Let's just talk about the nature of what happened. So, man, I, I just want to kind of take up with you. What were your thoughts when I called? Kind of what what was going through your mind? How did how did we land to where we decided to make this this decision to begin with? Yeah, so my mindset was exactly as you described it. I mean, when you approached me with this, uh, um, you know, suggestion about maybe coming on and spending some time talking about this, I didn't want to do it because. And, and let me just say to the listeners right now, th- this is going to be this is a freestyle episode, as I said. None of this is scripted. Okay, I don't have any notes or anything like that. I'm just going to be speaking from my heart and my mind. So whatever happens to come out, it comes out. Okay, but verse, no, I didn't want to. I don't want to spend any time talking about this because we've already covered this this ground before. We we've covered this ground on the podcast. I've written I don't know how many blog articles on this. The latest one that you mentioned was a blog article that I wrote in response to the Ahmad Arbery situation in Georgia, which you gave us some, a, a summary on just a second ago. The article is titled mm-hmm. A Few Words About Justice. And I, I'll link to that article in the, in the episode notes when we put this out. But no, I didn't want to talk about this because we've spent so, so much time already. We've already dedicated so many episodes of this podcast to the topic of social justice, racial reconciliation. Uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, it, it gets to a point where you you end up regurgitating stuff that you've already said. I mean, which takes us back because what we try to do, what we try to do our best at on the Just Thinking podcast is to couch every discussion we have within the framework, within the boundaries of the objective truth of God's word and not give you Mm -hmm. subjective opinions. Okay, that's uh-huh. that's uh-huh. that's what that's what takes us so long to do, man. When we're preparing for an episode of the podcast, that's what takes us so many hours to to uh-huh. to do as we prepare to to deliver to our listeners uh, new episodes of the podcast. But man, I was when you called me up on the phone, I was literally just shaking my head because I was like, no, yeah. no, no. We've already talked about this before. <laughs> right. Right. See, but this right. is this, this is this is. This is what you're really talking about here, Verge, is what, again, I'm talking to the church here. I'm talking to believers here. Believers, mm-hmm. what, what did Jesus say? Jesus said that we should be 
as wise as wolves, but be harmless as doves. Yeah. Why, why is as serpents, mm-hmm. but be harmless as doves? Why is as serpents? Mm-hmm. And too, too often, when situations like this occur, the church and Christians are so reactionary. We're so reactionary. We do not take the time to, as you said, Virgil, to step back and get all the facts. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Uh, George Floyd, I do not know him. I did not know. Him. I do not and did not know him. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing uh, that, as I see it, that is germane to me in this whole situation mm-hmm. 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 is George Floyd, like me and like mm-hmm. you, Virgil, is mm-hmm. an image bearer of God. Amen. George Floyd, th- that is where my interest in his situation begins and ends. Mm-hmm. That's where it begins and ends. <clears throat> this is why. Uh, uh, and, and, and uh, let me just back up a sec because again, this is a freestyle episode. I don't have any notes, so, so I'm I'm just we're just winging it here. The church is the church by by definition because it's different from the world. It's to be distinct from the world. The church is not the world, and the world should not reflect the church. But in, in this in these instances, all too often the church Come on. resembles the world. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is why you have now in my hometown of Atlanta, just yesterday, like I said, we're, re- we're recording this on May 30th, 2020. So just just yesterday and last night, you got a group of protesters, predominantly black protesters, down at the CNN Center downtown Atlanta. Destroying property, defacing property with graffiti, burst breaking into the CNN center to where to the to the extent where the mayor of Atlanta, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, had to come out and make remarks that sounded like a parent reining in her child. <laughs> right, right, right. But see, I, I'm going to let you back here in a second. That's mm-hmm. that, that. That was Atlanta. There are protests going on in your city in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah which is there's crazy pro- to me. There's, there's protests out here today where I am in Santa Clarita, California. My wife and I were watching live video of protests, Black Lives Black Lives Matter protests here in Santa Clarita, California. Which, to be honest with with you, was quite funny to me, because mm-hmm. when you look up the demographic data of, of Santa Clarita, California. Mm-hmm. In Santa Clarita, nobody's suffering. Right, right, right. Nobody's suffering. Look, look mm-hmm. up the economic data on Santa Clarita, California, and look at what the um, average household income is. Right. No, nobody's hurting out here. Mm-hmm. Now, but I see these protesters, and my wife and I were we were talking. Wow, look at these protesters with their designer backpacks on, their eight hundred dollar uh, iPhones. Uh, taking video, you know, they're, uh, uh, you know, clean white sneakers and everything. And as, as if uh, they, 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 they have a vested interest mm-hmm. in the death of George Floyd. Right. Now, they may think they have a vested interest in what happened to him, but they don't. The vested mm-hmm. interest that, that you and I have and, and believers around this globe have 
is that Mr. George Floyd is was an image bearer of God. Right. And that is where the indignation to whatever degree Christians mm-hmm. have indignation about the situation, that should be the impetus and motive for that indignation. That that George Floyd was an image bearer of God, not that he was a black image bearer of God. Mm-hmm. That's where our indignation because that indignation is righteous. That indignation right. is righteous. That indignation is objective and it's righteous. Mr. George right. Floyd was an image, a fellow image bearer of God. Whatever else he was, whatever else he may have done over the course mm-hmm. of his life, he was a fellow image bearer of God. Now, if you want to protest mm-hmm. on those grounds, then I will protest with you. Right. But if you but right. if your protestations, if your demonstrations, if your remonstrations are rooted in any degree of partiality at all with respect to his ethnicity, right. if if right. anything else about him other than the fact that he was an image bearer of God who apparently, and I say apparently because this situation has not been fully adjudicated yet. Mm-mm. I say apparently from all appearances was grossly mistreated. Grossly mistreated. Now, if you Mm -hmm. want to protest on the basis that an image bearer of God was grossly mistreated, then I'll protest with you. But if if your protest is rooted in a partial, through a paradigm of partiality, where you Mm -hmm. want to say, uh, well, black people shouldn't be treated like that. Black lives matter, black this, black that. No, I'm not. I'm not protesting with you, and, and that's that's what I'm not seeing in a lot of uh, responses by professing Christians to this situation. Listen, yeah. like you yeah. said, uh, uh, like you said, Omaha. This is only a few weeks after the Ahmad Arbery situation, right? Right. Right. Um, this situation is going to happen again. Right. It's going to happen again. So the question right. isn't. See. See. Listen. We're we're as Christians, we're asking the wrong questions. We're asking the wrong questions, and we're going to the wrong people for the answers. Mm-hmm. So we're compounding the situation. We're asking the wrong questions, number one. And we're going to the wrong people for answers to those questions. We're going to uh secular sources, we're going to the media, we're going to government, we go we go we're going to um even the wrong people within the church. Wow. Who have a bias. Listen, let's keep it real, bro. Let's let's keep it real here. We we some some of us are going to people who have positions of authority in the church, but who have a bias towards this man's ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Now, that's wrong. That's a sin. Mm-hmm. When you go back and you look at a verse like let me flip because we we're 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 freestyling this man. So you go right, hear right. turn and you go hear absolutely noise. Absolutely. Let me let me let me let me throw this in and I don't want to get you off off track. No, go ahead, man. Thought, but, but I I just want to say I, because I think I think you raise a great point. My issue, just like yours, has not been what's going on in the world. It really is not. I think you made the point brilliantly earlier. We expect the world to respond that, that way. They've been fed a particular narrative from the media, and that narrative is black versus white. That that narrative is, you know, a, a victim who is is 
you know, who, whose boundaries are overstepped by police officers. And so they, they once they hear those words, I mean, the very words black man, uh, you know, done X, Y, Z to by white police officer. Those are those. It's like Pavlov's dog. As soon as you hear black man and right. white police officer, you're to, you're to respond in a particular way, never asking any additional questions, uh, never thinking through the process. And, and again, we, we definitely saw the video. So I don't want to minimize what took place in the video. The video was that this uh, this white police officer, this police officer had his knee in the neck of this human being created the image of God. There were other men who were on top of this man and he was gasping for air to his last breath. And so there's, there's no denying what we saw in the video. Uh, we're not, you, you and I have never, never, ever run away from looking very, very, very clear eyed at whatever the issue is. And, and, and when we see it and sit and, and believe it to be wrong or, or unjust, we, we were clear about saying it, but to the point you made, it's, it's about recognizing that, that the injustice had nothing to do with the melanin of his skin from a standpoint of what he suffered. What he suffered was due to sin. It had nothing to do with his skin. It had everything to do with sin. Now, if, if someone can bring forth some evidence that states that this man had a motivation that was based in the issue of ethnicity, we can have a conversation about that. And we'll look clear eyed into that space as well and, and judge it for the sin that it is. But the issue at the end of the day has little to do with what the culture does. In my mind, what I'm saying and, and what I know that you you want to speak to with specificity is the response that we're seeing by so-called evangelicals, right, by, by so-called people mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. with regard to this. And, and what I'm talking about are issues around around this. I'm watching white pastors apologize to black parishioners for historic right. racism uh, and, and I'm going, what are you doing? Like what they're, they're treating their black parishioners as if they are perpetual victims, uh, as, as if they've some, as if they somehow are, uh, are, are, are George Floyd and, uh, and, and, and they're not in no way, shape or form. And if any of them identify from a racial standpoint, from an ethnic, from an ethnic standpoint with, with George, Floyd, I, 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 I think it's. <laughs> I'll say this. I, I, I think it's ecclesiastical abuse for you to, to, to point them in the direction that they indeed identify with that man. Speaking, there's only one man we're told to identify with. Right. And, and that is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Right. Amen. So, so, any, so any identification based upon levels of melanin in the skin where a pastor is is coddling that where a pastor is amplifying that where a pastor is encouraging that I I'd argue that they need to repent and turn from that behavior altogether and make sure that they're, that they're pointing their black parishioner biblically to Christ and him crucified. You know, Verge on the tales of what you just said. So, well, man, I want to read and, and to your specific point about what some white pastors are doing and 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 how you described it and how you put it, I just get the picture of my in my head of being out in the wild wild west where I'm I'm a cowboy and I'm trying to rustle in some cattle <laughs> and put them into this this pen, mm-hmm. you know. So these white pastors are tantamount to those cowboys and they're just rustling all those black people into this identi- this uh, I, I, this pen of identification yeah, by virtue yeah. of the mere fact that we all share the same skin color. Right, right. Listen, I, I, see, I'm about to get riled up here because 
Well, you brought it up, so I'm just going to blame you. Go for it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> the Southern Baptist Convention just released a statement earlier today. Again, this is today mm-hmm. being May 30th, mm-hmm. 2020. It says Southern Baptist mm-hmm. leaders issued joint statement on the death of George Floyd. Yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, I don't want to start any trouble, but I, I, I was also looking for a statement from the Southern Baptist Convention on the on the death of those 36 people who got murdered in Chicago two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not you didn't like see, you didn't see that statement. That, that, that's none of my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this statement on the death of George Floyd, in the second paragraph, it reads this. Quote. While all must grieve. We understand in the hearts of our fellow citizens of color, incidents like these connect to a long history of unequal justice in our country going back to the grievous Jim Crow and slavery eras. Why are we we doing this? That's the first sentence in the second paragraph of this statement by the Southern Baptist Convention. I'm reading from the letter that was posted on the Baptist Press website. Yep. Our fellow citizens of color, it says. So let me educate uh, the Southern Baptist signees of this document whose names Mm -hmm. I will not read. Mm -hmm. But we'll link to this in the show notes and then folks can read it for themselves. Let me just educate them on, on something. Every human being of the 7 billion plus people on this planet is a person of color. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us. Right. Now, I know what they mean, uh, what they being the this, this Southern Baptist leaders who sign off on this on this statement. I know what they mean, but that's one of the mm-hmm. most ignorant statements I've ever heard of. Every person right. on this planet is, is a person of color. We, we, we all are along the same melanin spectrum. Okay, it's just a matter of some people have less and others have more. This is our favorite verse, right, Verge? One of our favorite verses, man, Acts 17, 26. That's it. Acts 17, 26. I'm going to try to turn there real quick uh, just for the sake of folks who may be new listeners to the Just Thinking podcast. But Acts 17, 26 pretty much lays it out cut and dry. Acts 17, 26 from the non-Arminian Standard Bible says, <laughs> and he, and he, that is God made from one man, every nation, of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. That's Acts mm-hmm. seventeen twenty six. Now the word nation there in the Greek, that's the Greek noun ethnos, E-T-H-N-O-S, from which we get our English word ethnicity. Ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So in Acts seventeen twenty six, it says God made from one man. That one man is Adam. God mm-hmm. made from one man every ethnicity to face up. So we all have our existence, earthly in earthly sense speaking, from Adam. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of you go back to. I'm, I'm reminded of the episode we did on the biblical theology of soul food, where we broke this mm-hmm. down, where how God dispersed peoples all over the face of the earth. Okay, right. so we're all, we're all as a result of that we're all people of color. It's just a matter. of, you have less melanin than I do, or I I may have mm-hmm. more melanin so, than you. Listen, there are black people who are darker than me. They have right. more melanin than I do. Mm-hmm. But the fact that we have in common that our the hue of melanin that we may possess is darker than somebody else doesn't make us uh 
cattle to be put in an ideological or an experiential corral. Your experience, Virgil, as a black man, is different from mine. Mine is different from yours. So for the SBC to say, you know, we understand that in the hearts of our fellow citizens of color. Really, how do you understand that? Nobody from the SBC has talked to me. That they didn't talk to me. You didn't get the call? No, I didn't get the call. Yeah, I I'm didn't not, either. I'm not, I'm not like Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders says when you ball, you get the call. No, so, I, don't, I didn't get the call. Here, and here's the thing. I'm SBC. Nobody called and me. You're SBC. Where, where I'm not SBC. Was. Man, nope. No. So this, 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 is, this, is, this is an insult. This is an insult for the SBC to think that they can speak on behalf of all black people and lump us all into an experiential ideological bucket simply because Mr. George Floyd happened to be black. Okay? Listen, uh, I remember when uh, Trayvon Martin was killed. I was at Princeton at the time. And that one night during that, there was one night where, where uh, at Miller Chapel on the campus of Princeton Theological Seminary, they had a service dedicated to George Floyd, a lament. Mm. Now, that's, that's a word that is so overused now in situations like this that I won't, I won't even get started on that. But they had a service dedicated to Trayvon Martin. <laughs> That's not 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 the 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 uh, impetus for that service was not di- not different at all from uh, what we heard with George, uh, with uh, Armand Arbery and now what we're hearing with Mr. George Floyd. I'm sure there will be churches uh, either in person or virtually on tomorrow on Sunday, May 31st, mm-hmm. that are going to address this and maybe even dedicate part of their worship service. service. Yeah, yeah, you know, to lamenting the uh, killing of George Floyd. Right. But see, as the church, again, I'm talking to believers here. What happened? See, see, here's what's happening, Verge. We're focusing so much on what happened. Nobody's asking why it happened. That's, that's a great point, man. Nobody's asking yeah. why it happened. See, right, somebody right. will say, somebody will say, you said earlier, Verge, in your comments a few minutes ago, that the media likes to uh, always make these situations like this a black versus white thing. Black mm-hmm. versus white. Mm-hmm. Let me say something to our listeners that may shock them. Even in incidents where you have one person who's one ethnicity and one person who's another, the issue is never ethnicity. It is never ethnicity. Ethnicity right. is a static, passive attribute, attribute of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. It's static. It's 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 defined. It is definitive. It cannot be changed. It is not uh, autonomous. Your skin color, your melanin, has no innate ability or capacity to think, to feel, to love, to hate, to uh, construct, uh, or, or discern it cannot independently develop a bias or opinion either for better or worse good or ill melanin has no inherent capacity to do any of that right so when the media says they they posit these situations as a black white thing it is never black versus white mm-hmm. 
what it is is always heart versus heart. That's right. what it is. It's heart versus heart. You've heard me say this, Verge. I've written on this. We did an episode on this. The issue is always enmity, not ethnicity. It's always enmity. Enmity is an attitude that is inherent to our nature as congenital sinners. It's never black versus versus white. You, uh, my 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 uh, my es, my es, my melanin rather verge cannot sin against you. Right, right. But in my heart, in my heart, yes, yes, I can. So the issue is never black versus white. It's always heart versus heart. Race, yeah. like I've said, races don't reconcile. Hearts reconcile. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think, I think that's, I think that's key to to recognize in this. When as as the culture is trying to paint black versus white, as the as as the media is is continuing to beat this drum, we have got to recognize, you know, and to the point you constantly make, is it it is it is it while they placed us in categories it is the hearts of individuals that reconcile it is not it is not a, there's no there's no leader you there's no leader that someone white has that they're going to send to some leader who is black to reconcile with the entire race of of people and 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 even if there were those two people they would be it would be impossible for them to reconcile the hearts of every single individual right. within the exactly within right. the groups that they represent so it absolutely makes no sense. I, I want to get back to something you raised with regard to this statement uh, from the SBC that really, really bothers me. I mean, this, this, you read the first kind of line, uh, while we almost agree, we understand uh, that in our hearts, our fellow citizens of color, which that's a, that's a problem in and of itself. He's, it said, incidents like these connect to a long history of unequal justice in our country. Why did they stop there? Yeah, how do, how why, do you know why, that? Why? why, why? 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 And 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 why? Why stop at what happened yeah. in an unequal just, justice for our country? We can go back to unequal justice all the way back to 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 to, to Cain and Abel. I mean, we can we can if exactly, we want to go man, back. Why come stop? On, come on, man. Come on. Why? 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 I mean, we can we can look at sin permeating the culture from the fall of Adam and see in the very next generation how this thing plays itself out in the hearts of two human beings who are now fallen created in God's image who hate one another to the point where murder takes place, you know, in, in the early, in the early chapters of Genesis, is that Genesis but, four? But, but, but in absolutely. But in this instance, what we have to do is we have to tie this situation to a particular Americanized narrative, right? That, 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 that allows us to virtue signal right. uh, how, how, how thoughtful we are, right? right? We're, we're thoughtful because we recognize that what you saw wasn't simply what you saw in the incidents with with, with George Floyd, Mr. George Floyd, and, and this officer, wasn't a a unique situation caused by the sinfulness in the heart of 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 of, uh, of the officer. It wasn't caused by by the sin nature of what took place in that space. No, we need you to see this through the lens. We need to remind you if you hadn't already come to that conclusion. Right. We need to remind you of of your victimhood status. Right. And that, and that, out of our beneficence, out of our benevolence, that we we too there thereby recognize because God was insufficient in the sending of His Son on a cross to pay for this sin, right? Uh, to oh, to, to overcome yep. this sin and 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 in the in the heart of the individual. But 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 more importantly, we need to reconnect you to what you may be missing. So by the way, remember Jim Crow? 
Remember, remember slavery. Yeah, that's what we want you to remember, because as long as you remember that, then you can see us as as beneficent. You can see us as benevolent in our care and our compassion for you. You this know, the irony, so, this go ahead, the irony go ahead. that Omaha, just real quick, man, the irony of that in, in that, man, you nailed it in, in them wanting to wanting us to see them as benevolent, beneficent as their, as caretakers. You know, we really care. We, we're really lamenting over you guys. You know, it's absolute It's absolutely 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 condescending. You know who else thought that? You know, you know who else tried to portray themselves in that same light is white slave Mm -hmm. masters. Mm -hmm. So the irony here that the SBC is trying to tie this back to America. What does it say? Incidents like these connect to a long history of unequal justice in our country, going back to the grievous Jim Crow and slavery eras. Well, Omaha, you put it absolutely, you nailed it, dude. They're trying to uh, position, posit themselves as being virtuous. You know, we really care about you all. You know, we, we, we have your best interests at heart, you know, and, and, and uh, we, well, you know, uh, slave masters felt the same way. They felt the same mm-hmm. way. That's why even after uh, the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation in 18, 1863, the end of the Civil War in 1865, a lot of these slave masters at that time tried to talk their former, their now freed slaves into staying. And how right. did they do that? By remi- reminding them of how well they took care of them, how they fed them, how they clothed them. But what they didn't remind them of is that I did that while you were my slave. You were my property. That's mm-hmm. why I did that. And what gets me about the SBC statement here, and, and this gets me with a lot of people, is that their chronologic their chronology of slavery in America only goes back as far as eighteen the eighteen sixties. And right, if right. they're if 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 that that now they may go back to sixteen nineteen in Jamestown, Virginia, when the first African slave ship landed in America. They, mm-hmm. they may go back to 1619, but most people only go back mm-hmm. as far as the 1860s. But see, mm-hmm. what I would remind these uh, signatories on the statement uh, from the SBC on, on uh, the death of George Floyd, I would remind them that I sit, I talk to you right now. The voice you're listening to right now is a descendant of black slave owners. Mm-hmm. I didn't stutter. Mm-hmm. Daryl Harrison is a descendant of black slave owners. You right. see, and that's going to be a, a a a truth bomb to some folks because some folks are are yeah. are, are unaware that there were such a thing as black slave owners, but there right. were. So I would remind the SBC: No, 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 no. You guys got this wrong. If you want to have an intelligent, a a uh, a uh, intellectually honest conversation about slavery in America. There would have been no slaves in America had not people like me who looked like me help sell them, capture them right. and sell them to the traders who shipped them to America. Right, right. Don't talk to me about Jim Crow and uh, the slavery era. The right. slavery era, SBC uh, signatories of this statement, goes back not just 400 years. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of years prior to that, right. hundreds of years prior to 1619, 
in Africa with people who have whose melanin is the same shade as mine, selling right. people who look like them into mm-hmm. slavery. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's amazing to me every single time without fail. Yeah, when something happens like this to Mr. Mm-hmm. George Floyd, who is an image bearer of God, I get sick and tired of social justicians in the church mm. wanting to bandwagon themselves mm. on the coattails of a tragedy like this where you see bird nobody has asked not a single person has asked if george floyd knew the lord right if he right. didn't know the lord he is in a much worse situation now than having the knee of that police officer on his neck. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I have not seen a single person ask within the, the SBC or any other denomination ask, what was the spiritual state of George Floyd? Does anyone know if he was saved? Right. Because he's got eternity. He's in eternity now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, I get sick and tired up against that, which is the most important question. Absolutely. Which is the most important question is where did George Floyd know Jesus Christ as his savior? Right. That's the large, that's the bigger question in all of this. Absolutely. But I don't, I don't see any of these uh, uh, woke SBC pastors asking that question. That's not, that question is not in this statement. No, it's not. Here's the, here's the thing that, that, that I think about with regard to this is I'm, I'm, the statement of itself is 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 problematic, and 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 you know me. I try my best to give the benefit of the doubt. You've heard me. You've heard me say this. I think, I think, I think when they're writing these kinds of things, I think when they're putting these statements together, I think they're. I think, uh, given the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to say that it comes from a well-intentioned place. It comes from a well-intentioned place. They think, but what we've done is, well, and, I'll, I'll you let, and I I'll talk about. You, this. I'll let you give them the benefit of the right. doubt because I'm not giving them right. <laughs> I know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt and say this comes from a well-intentioned place. But but the problem begins and ends in this. We adopt unbiblical uh, definitions. We adopt unbiblical uh, uh, processes by which to, to 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 walk out the solutions. Uh, we, we we adopt we adopt extra biblical forms of of examining. We 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 have these extra biblical tools that we now want to use. We we use standpoint epistemology to make decisions about about specific issues, and so rather than rather than owning and holding to the biblical framework for issues around humanity and apology issues around around how to respond issues around repentance issues around reconciliation we begin we we adopt this this social culture you know so, social cultural viewpoint with definitions that have nothing to do with scripture and nothing. we come up with sta- and we come up with statements like this right uh, where, where where we're not when our appeal is not to, to 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 scripture our appeal is to an era of slavery or our, our to an era of Jim Crow, and we, we're not appealing to what does Scripture say about this? Stuff? Right, right. And 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 th- there's not one there's not one verse of Scripture in this statement, not one. Now, now I, I recognize they paraphrase some ideas and say, "Hey, the principles are there," but man, at the end of the day, we need to be pointed to what does the text say? Give me book 
chapter and verse on these things. And don't just give me book, chapter and verse. Give me context of what you saw in book, come book on, chapter and verse. You know, I mean, come on, man. We can, Somebody can make a verse mean anything they want. You right, know, and that's right, why hermeneutics right. is so important. You know, you mentioned the word solution a that's second right. ago. So I'm hearing people talk about, well, the solution is police reform. Police reform. Let me ask right. a question to folks who feel right. that way. How do you reform the police? How do you reform the police? That's a serious question. How do you reform them? What do you do? Do you send them to what's, what's it called racial sensitivity training, maybe? Do you uh, have uh, uh, black people come in, black social justiceians come in and speak to the police department? Do you inculcate into their training program? Uh, you know, uh, principles of ethnic diversity, community policing, blah, blah, blah. You know, but see, from from day one, people labeled this incident uh, involving this police officer and Mr. George Floyd as a racist incident. Now, they did that because the officer was one skin color and the victim was another. Now, you and I both know, Verge, that if, if, if Mr. George Floyd had been killed by somebody black, we wouldn't even know his name. (laughs) We wouldn't even know his. Not only would we not know his name, we wouldn't even know it would happen that it happened. But when somebody, my point, my larger point is this: when somebody labels an incident racist, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. what they're doing, unbeknownst to them, is that they are making a theological statement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because when you accuse somebody of being racist, Mm -hmm. that automatically goes to motive right 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 and where does motive rest motive rests in the heart in the heart so when someone says well we need to reform the police do you really know do you have a clue what you're saying right do you have a do you have an iota of a clue about what you're saying right you can't reform the police in the way that they're talking about police reform Mm-hmm. You can't do it. It is humanly impossible to do it. And that's where the gospel comes in. That's why statements like what the SBC just released will do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It will bear absolutely zero fruit other than to maybe shine a light of uh, uh, a positive light on, on, on that organization or that entity from people who already agree with them. Yeah. yeah. You see, mm-hmm. but what we're talking, what we're talking about here are, are matters that only the gospel can address. Come on, man. Come on, listen, man. The same, the, the, listen, the same heart condition. Let's just say for the sake of argument that this officer, uh, this alleged, uh, um, um, uh, incident allegedly, I have to say allegedly because, I, like I said, this this situation has not been fully adjudicated. He's been arrested and charged, but he hasn't been tried. No verdict has been uh, uh, right, handed right. down, right. you know. Um, but for, just for the sake of conversation, let's say, let's say he he was uh, motivated by a uh, a bias, a sinful bias towards black people. And that played a part in the use of force that he applied to Mr. George Ford that resulted uh, in uh, allegedly resulted in Mr. Floyd losing his life. Mm -hmm. How 
do you remedy that? How do you remember a situation like that? Because it's going to happen again. I said this on my Facebook page uh, a couple days ago. Wearing a, a, a police officer wearing a badge, that badge has no inherent power to influence the decisions that that police officer makes. Right, this police right. officer either possesses or doesn't. He or she either possesses or doesn't. This goes for any person who's in a position of authority over us. They either possess within their heart the integrity, the fortitude to honor the words of that oath that they took to protect and serve. They either have it within them or they don't. Wearing a badge does not pretend that that person possesses those types of qualities are part of their character. So what, so, so the same, the same sin nature that, uh, 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 shall we say, uh, motivates us to murder one another in 2020 is no different than what motivated Cain from murdering his brother back in Genesis four. Right. It's the same thing. And this is what frustrates me about this is when, uh, you know, you, you come out here with these statements like, like the SBC has come out with as if the solution to the problem is different. As if mm-hmm. the problem is different and as such, the solution right. must be different. No, right, right. it's the same problem. It's the and same problem. problem since Genesis 4. The problem hasn't yep. changed and because the problem hasn't changed, the solution hasn't changed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, man. Absolutely. I, I just, I, 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 I agree with you completely. I do want to, in the time we have remaining, man, I, I want to talk about you began to kind of go down this lane for, for just a second. How, how should, how should believers be viewing what we're seeing uh, with, with regard to, to George Floyd, with regard to these, what we're seeing in, in the way of the response to that? Should we should we be advocating for quote unquote justice, you know? And and if so, what does what does that look like? What does that even mean? What is what is you know, how, you know, how do how do we navigate that? You know, we need to be ag- advocating for. We need to be advocating for people to repent. That's what we need to be advocating for. <laughs> Listen, Jesus Jesus didn't walk around with a megaphone. I don't know why, why do people think talking more loudly, <laughs> speaking the truth more loudly, that that's going to have an effect more of an effect on society. Right, right. We need to be we 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 need to be calling people to repent. Listen, the first sermon that Jesus ever gave, the first word out of his mouth was repent and believe right. the gospel. You know, I'm I'm really I'm really troubled, Verge. I mean, sometimes I wonder, what do Christians, people who profess to be Christians, what do they think the gospel is? What do yes, they think the gospel yes. is designed on, to man. do? What do you think it is? They Come think, on, they, man. They think the gospel is some magic pixie dust. Well, you just you yes. just say the word gospel, and all of a sudden, voila! Somebody's changed. Yeah. They just changed from bad to, to to good. Right. What do what do you, what do, right. what do they even think the gospel is? And why? And 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 beyond that, they must ask themselves also why. If you say the gospel is the answer, can you articulate why the gospel is the answer? Right. Why is it? Why isn't Islam the answer? Why mm-hmm. isn't Buddhism the answer? Why isn't Mormonism the answer? You see, you can't you can't you can't have one foot in the gospel and then one foot in the world as far as solutions go. Right. People's hearts 
have to change. They have to be made new. They have to be renewed. And only mm-hmm. the power of God can do yes, that. Listen, it's the, on, listen the same power that saved you and me, Verge, is the power that's got to save this police officer up in Minneapolis. Why do we, why do we view this Absolutely. any different? This is no different than the sinful life that you and I had to be delivered from. It's no different. Yes. The only difference is I don't have, among the countless sins that I've committed, I haven't physically choke somebody to death right, right but the sins i've committed would are, are equally worthy of me hanging on that cross instead of jesus and that's Absolutely. what equals the playing Absolutely. field here that's what equals the playing field with me and this police officer up in minneapolis I, I i i even stated it a little bit more definitively earlier today when i said if if we don't first of all horrific murder right but scripture also informs us that if we have hatred in our heart for our brother, that we, we're a murderer at heart. You're a murderer at heart. And, and, it's, and it's not until I see myself in the same light as the man who's putting his knee in the back of George Floyd's neck. Once I see myself, then I recognize my need for a savior. Apart from the grace of God, I'm the police officer. Exactly and it right. It has nothing to do with... That has nothing to do with the level of melanin in my skin or the lack thereof in his. I'm exactly. that same guy apart apart from the grace of God. And my need for God's grace is very real and very evident as it is in, in, in the life of that man as we as we all got a chance to witness the video footage of his of his of his horrific action. It's at the it's at the point that we recognize that and then first take the log out of our own eye regarding our own sin against the holy God and recognize our need for salvation through the finished work of Christ Jesus that we could even begin to talk about taking the speck out of another brother's eye and demanding some form of quote unquote justice. Man, we have to start on, at man. that. Point. Come on, preach, bro. I mean, I know you're a pastor already, but come on and preach, man. <laughs> we I mean, have I'm, to start at that point. That's gotta be the starting point. And and listen, not 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 only does that have to be the starting point, our starting point for justice, as far as defining mm, what on. justice is, has got to start with God. It's got to start with God. If His objective, if God's def, objective definition of justice is not your starting point in how you view justice, then you're at the wrong starting point. That's you're at the good. wrong starting point. And see, listen, I I posted uh, something on my. I've been more active on Facebook this week than I normally have because of this situation and how it's unfolding. But one of the things I said on my Facebook page is that biblically speaking, and this goes all the way back verse to what you said right at the beginning, the church has to respond through the prism of what the word of God says, not be so reactive to the world and what the world is trying to lure us into. But I said on my Facebook page that, listen, biblically speaking, murder is an attitude before it is an act. It is an attitude mm-hmm. first. Listen, when Cain murdered Abel, or right before Cain murdered Abel, matter of fact, in, in Genesis 4, verse 7, God asked Cain, he said, why are you angry? Mm-hmm. Why are you angry? In verse 6 of Genesis 4, it says that Cain became very angry. Now, that word in the Hebrew means he was incensed. I mean, Cain was boiling over with rage. Right. The point I'm making here is that it is attitudes. Jesus is so clear about this in Mark chapter 7, 
verses 17 through 23. And Virgil, if you give me a second, I would really like to read that. Yeah, yeah, uh, do that, man. For the for the sake of our listeners, I'm going to Mark chapter seven, verses um, seventeen through twenty three, mm-hmm. and uh, here it is. Okay, it says this: We had left the crowd and entered the house. His disciples questioned him about the parable, and he said to them, "Are you so lacking in understanding also?" Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him because it does not go into his heart? This is mm-hmm. Jesus speaking. This is because it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach and is eliminated. Verse 20 of Mark 7. And he was saying that which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men. Proceed the evil thoughts, fornication, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed from within and defile the man. Jesus made this perfectly clear. The only solution, okay, is not... uh, it's, the solution is not even that this police officer is convicted of murder and sent to prison. That's not even the solution. Right. The solution ultimately is you want changed hearts. You want renewed hearts. You want Romans 12, two hearts that have been renewed by the power of God in both the heart and mind. So as to know what the will of God is and do it. That's what you want. That is the only solution. You cannot, <clears throat> you cannot and you will not have a sociocultural solution to a, what is a spiritual problem. Never. Mm-hmm. You that's, just good. Run, that's just treadmill ethics right there. You're just running on a treadmill going nowhere. The, the, problem, the problem with that is, man, Christians, believers, so-called believers, don't believe what you're saying. Whoa, 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 That's whoa. the problem. Oh, 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 oh. What did you say there, Perk? Did you say Christians don't I believe said, what I they're said, saying? Christians don't believe what you're saying right now. You know, you they, know, why, they, I mean, you know not, why they don't? Let me tell you why they don't believe it. Because they don't believe the Bible. They don't believe that the Bible is what it says it is, especially as it relates to what Paul, how Paul described the Bible in that it is the power of God on the salvation. Christians don't believe the Bible is powerful. That's why they're looking for all other kind of solutions to something like this situation like this. And And they don't believe the Bible. They they, they no longer believe that the Bible can do what the Bible says it can do. Right. Right. And and that's, I think, I think that's for you and I, the biggest pushback, the biggest X that we have is, is seeing evangelicals believers who are, are, are lapping up, what the culture is providing in the way of definition uh, and, and, and the way of, of, of their epistemology and, and the way of their anthropology and the way of their homardiology. And I mean, everything that we look at, they're, they're viewing this, the lens of, of just standpoint epistemology and, and, and they're feeding us more of it with state like the one we just read where we're only to view we're only to view sin through the lens of what happened during Jim Crow we're only to view sin through the lens of what happened if that's the only point at which it started and stopped and and and, and that's what we need to anchor ourselves ourselves to and and I, I, I to the point you made as well the solution at the end of the day is the gospel 
And it and it's and it's only when we truly believe that and truly live that out that we that we see the fruit that God intends for us to see as a culture. None of what we see right now in in the culture with with all the uh, you know, hey, let's let's go protest, let's go riot. Who to, to whom? Are you believing government is God? How is government going to fix what took place? I, even and you and you said this earlier. Even if they place this man behind bars or give him the death sentence, none of that is going to bring back this man that he whose life he's down. None of that will do that. Um, the, the only one that can objectively handle that situation is God. And 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 for us to think that by some means of in in and of ourselves that we can we can you know march on the streets or tear up a tear up our our city or tear up the town is going to do something to 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 turn that around or to or to or to or to promote justice in some way we're fooling ourselves we're absolutely see, see, fooling the, ourselves the, the justice people like that the, the justice that people who want to burn down property burn down buildings and uh, uh, steal and loot. The justice they want is not justice. They want what they want is mm-hmm. vengeance. That's what they want. My wife and I were talking earlier Absolute. today. I was like, okay, now how Absolute. how tell me this, looter, stealer, robber. How, mm-hmm. how does how does stealing a floor lamp uh uh what, what does that have or, to do or with fifty or fifty inch flat screen, right? Or fifty inch flat screen TV. Mm-hmm. How does that uh, uh, make a case for the alleged injustice, the perceived injustice against Mr. George Floyd? How does stealing a, a 50 inch television television from a Target store? How does that connect? Mm-hmm. By the way, what, what does what does one have to do with the other? You see, and 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 and, and so so we we have a totally warped and twisted paradigm of justice what these people want is vengeance they want vengeance i I say vengeance versus revenge because see revenge you want uh against a uh an offense offense that was perpetrated against you personally but what so 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 we don't have the 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 police officer's offense was against george floyd and if george floyd were alive today he may say well i want revenge that's what revenge is right but we have people here who have associated themselves by virtue of the fact that George Floyd was of the same skin color as they, and some of them who aren't the same skin color, they want vengeance. They don't want justice because God's justice is totally impartial. I don't care what the situation is. You You go back and read in the Old Testament law, God wants equitable, impartial, unbiased justice regardless if you're the defendant or the alleged perpetrator. Right, right. Or, or the victim, I'm sorry. You, you're either the offender or you mm-hmm. the, you're the one who was offended. God's mm-hmm. justice is wholly partial, W-H-O-L-L-Y. His justice mm-hmm. is wholly partial. It is not influenced or affected by partiality of mm-hmm. any kind, right. any kind. Right. That kind of justice, God's objective justice, is not what, what a lot of these people want. And, and when I say a lot of these people, I mean even some within the church. Because, listen, let's face it. The indignation, now whether it's righteous or not, I don't know. It's not looking right. too righteous to me. The right. indignation of a lot of these uh, professing Christians was triggered by the fact, by the skin color of the victim. 
Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and be honest about that. That is a, right. that is an unarguable fact. Mm-hmm. You got people like LeBron James coming out saying stuff. You got other folks coming out saying stuff, talking about black people being hunted down. No, we're right. not. No, we're not. No, we're not. No. Now, the, there, there have been two occasions in my life where I have had a, a gun pointed at me, but both mm-hmm. of those occasions were by somebody black. <laughs> wow. Wow. I've been robbed at gunpoint twice. Mm. Each time by a black person. Wow. You know, so again, to your point, though, Virg, you're absolutely right. The, re- the people who listen to me now, if there's someone listening to me right now that doesn't believe a word I'm saying, it's right. because they don't believe what the Bible says. They don't absolutely. believe that the Bible is the power of God to change people. Mm-hmm. They want to define what that change ought to look like themselves. They want to define. Right. They don't want the person to change. They just want the person to pay. Mm-hmm. And see, this absolutely. is where this is where Matthew 7, 1 comes in. I'll, I'll let you in se- just a second. This sure. is where Matthew 7, 1 comes in. Do not judge lest you be judged. That, that is the most right. miscontextualized verse right. probably in the entire Bible. But this is this situation here with Mr. George Floyd is where that verse comes in. Because unless you want to be judged, and you 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 nailed this earlier verse perfectly, unless you want to be judged by the same standard that you're applying to this police officer up in Minneapolis, you might want to shut your mouth. You might want to shut your right, mouth. Right. People say, well, you know, right. nobody can judge me. Only God can judge me. Yeah, and that ought to scare you to death. That ought to scare it you should. to death. The standard by which you're going to, the, the same standard by which you hold this police officer in Minneapolis, God's going to hold you to the same standard. Mm-hmm. The same standard. But I, I'm, I'm convinced mm-hmm. that we, we don't believe the Bible anymore, Verge. That's the bottom line, bro. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't respond biblically to situations like this. I like how you said it. Right. You said lured in. The media lures us in. Like fish yes. uh, being attracted by a worm on the end of a fishing pole. It would just lure us yep. in. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what's happening. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, that's what we're seeing. And, and, and unfortunately, we're seeing church culture fall, fall prey to it. Man, as we, as we begin to wrap up, man, and, and, um, and kind of put a, put a bow on this, man. And, and I, I just shared, and, and I know you, you, I mean, you, you already alluded to it. The reality is, is you more than alluded to it. You said it, you know, the, the, the power of God and the salvation is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and, and apart from that, and apart from us believing that gospel to be sufficient to save, to change the hearts of men, and to keep us on paths of righteousness for his name's sake, we're, we're lost. Uh, anything outside of that that we're appealing to is flawed and failed. Uh, and and we'll continue to fail and we'll only see incidents like this continue to repeat themselves because we live in a fallen and broken world. Uh, and, and, and to attribute these kinds of things specifically or, or to to be lured in to seeing these issues primarily uh, and fundamentally through the prism of race is a mess. And, and not only that, I'll add this for churches, for church organizations like the SBC and others to embrace that narrative. I, I'll just say it this way. They, 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 they need to repent of that. They absolutely, absolutely need to repent do. of that. Man, I, 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 I'll turn it to you. Any, any, any final words or thoughts before I close this out? Yeah, you, let me just say one more thing. <clears throat> the, 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 the professing Christian, unless you're resting in the sovereignty of God, you absolutely have no hope for not only life wow. in this world, but not life in the next. Wow. Okay, you have no hope. You just hope opened whatever. up a whole new can. I know, You right? just opened I up sure a whole did. new can. Listen, yeah. listen, listen to 1 Timothy 5.24, and this is where... Who was it verse that said the sovereignty of God is the pillow on which I rest my head at night? I, I don't know who. It was. I don't know if it was Spurgeon, A.W. Pink or somebody. 
but yeah, the sovereignty of God is the pillow on which I rest. Maybe, I don't know. So the sovereignty, the believer in Christ must must uh, must trust God. That, as it says here in First mm-hmm. Timothy five twenty four, I'm sorry, I'm going to read First uh, Timothy five twenty four, and then I'm going to read from from Revelation real quick. First Timothy five twenty four says, "The sins of some men are quite evident, going before them to judgment." For others, their sins follow after. So what Paul is saying there in 1 Timothy 5.24, that in God's sovereignty, this is why I say all the time, Verge, injustice is not non-justice. Injustice is not non-justice. According to 1 Timothy 5.24, God is going to remain true to himself, okay? He's going to remain true to his righteous character and mete out judgment either in this life or the next. Yeah. That's exactly what first Timothy five 24 is saying. And speaking of this life, revelation 22, 11 says, let the one who does wrong still do wrong. And the mm-hmm. one who is filthy still be filthy. Mm-hmm. So people ask, well, man, when is it going to get better? Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's not right. It's not, it's not when, when, when we see situations like this, we should not be surprised. We should not be surprised because that's who we are. That's who we are. Right, I'm, right. I'm convinced, Omaha, the church, we have we we have such a low appreciation for how corrupt we are. We are, right. We have we have such a low concept of how absolutely debased we are. Yeah. This is why I love the, the Puritans so much, because they dealt head on with sin and our sin nature and how evil yeah. we are by conception. Mm-hmm. You know, we have more, we have lost all appreciation for that. And part of the reason is because we don't preach about sin anymore in the church. No, don't, don't call a person a sinner. Oh, no, 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 no. God loves everybody. That's another can of worms. But God loves everybody and uh no don't don't talk don't call person sinners because they won't come back they won't come back to church right okay fine fine they won't come back fine god's sovereign over that uh leave leave god to deal with that but we don't we don't we don't man we barely mention the word sin let alone preach about it we have such a low appreciation for what how corrupt we are in our hearts that's one reason mm-hmm. uh, the church is reactionary, so reactionary, resembling the world and how we respond to situations like this. Situations like what happened to uh, Mr. George Floyd should not surprise anyone. We're sinners mm-hmm. and sinners sin. That has helped me out in my Christian life so much is to accept the fact that I expect sinners to sin. I expect mm-hmm. sinners to sin. I do. I don't know about you guys, but I expect sinners to sin. Expect me to sin, Omaha. Yeah. Okay, I'm a sinner. I'm yeah, Absolutely. I'm saved. I get it. I get it. Folks, gonna respond. Well, you're just a saved saint. Okay, whatever. But I'm a. I'm still a sinner. I, I'm still mm-hmm. a sinner. That is still part of my mm-hmm. job description. As long as I'm in this world, as a fallible mortal. Right. Okay, I will sin, but we have to regain a, like you said earlier, Omaha, a biblical homardiology, a doctrine of sin, a biblical anthropology. Uh, through what the what the objective truth of the word of God is and stop reacting and acting like the world when situations like this happen because it will happen again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, I, I will close it out there. This was just, a, again, a kind of a special edition. 
uh, but very different from the normal. Yeah, more of a freestyle way that we did this. Uh, rather than kind of doing something like we normally do. But we do encourage you uh, for the next episode uh, to be sure and tune in. We'll be talking about the topic of blessed assurance. And, uh, man, I can't wait. I'm excited about what you're putting together, what we've been talking about. And, and Can uh, I say something on that our, real quick? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, for, uh, for listeners to the Justin in podcast, we're working on our next episode, our next scheduled episode, the title of which is going to be Assurance of Salvation. And if you're someone who is is a believer, you're a professing believer in Jesus Christ, this episode is going to be for you. This episode, we're not going to be talking to the world or unbelievers. We're going to be talking to you, the believer in Jesus Christ who struggles with being assured, uh, being confident uh, of your salvation in Jesus Christ. So that episode is probably another two weeks out, maybe two, maybe even three weeks with the amount of work that we have to do on this topic. Because it's a very deep, very wide topic. But look forward to that one uh, in the coming weeks. In the meantime, be checking out the most recent episode, Blessed Hope. Uh, you, you'll definitely be blessed by that. You'll enjoy it uh, immensely. We're already getting a lot of great feedback from it. And uh, we just so appreciate you guys letting us kind of kind of riff. And thanks for checking in with us. Check with us next time. The Just Thinking Podcast, hosted by Daryl Harrison and Virgil Walker, is a Christ-centered, gospel-focused, and theologically challenging program that boldly and unapologetically addresses social, political, and cultural issues from a biblical worldview. With an international listenership that stretches from the United States and Canada to Romania, Nicaragua, and Mongolia, the Just Thinking Podcast breaks through all ethnic, geographic, social, and cultural barriers to bring the objective truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the issues confronting His church and His people. Subscribe to the Just Thinking Podcast using the podcast app on your Apple or Android smart device, or you can listen online at thebarpodcast.com slash JT.